hello, EKN Nation. How are you today? Rob Howden, David Cole, uh, joining you for a face-to-face here. It is, uh, what is it, Wednesday, February the 17th, and we're kind of wrapping up uh, really our coverage of the Supercarts USA Winter Series with this particular uh, midweek face-to-face. Uh, we'll start things off with this, though. Happy birthday, David Cole. <laughs> you had to you had to throw that in there. I had to throw it in. I was going to say, are you questioning the date? I know the date really well. No, the date's correct. You're just getting super old. <laughs> I am. I am. I was just, I just mentioned to somebody 21 years ago was the first time I walked into a bar legally. So uh, that's a Yeah. Double that. Uh, It's been a long uh, 21 (laughs) years, as you can tell by my face. It looks like you've been drinking for 21 years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Folks uh, again, welcome to another edition here of the face to face. Uh, We talked about the Supercarts USA winter series. We did our uh, outlet preview podcast uh, last week, uh, we did the debrief podcast as well, kind of wrapping things up. David was down in at Homestead, Florida for the, the finale, the two rounds to cap off this year's Winter Series. I wasn't able to make the trek down. Xander Clemens, of course, on the mic. So for those of you who tuned into that, you heard Xander give you the play-by-play on Saturday and Sunday. But we'll wrap things up here with what is essentially I, it's the second time we've done this, essentially a winner's interview. We talked to uh, Ramo Rossitti and Liam Lech after the uh, Challenge in America's race that David and I attended in Phoenix. Today, though, bringing on a couple of drivers who really were champions this particular winter series from the Rawlson Performance Group, group uh, Ryan Norberg and Chase Hand joining us here on Face to Face. David, bring those guys in. They're in the Rawlson Performance Group, Toter Home uh, from Ocala Grand Prix because uh, no rest for you guys. You've already been on track practicing today, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we've done two sessions, I think, right? Yes, two, yeah, sessions. two sessions. All right. Well, let's uh, let's put that behind us right now and look back on the weekend. Ryan, we'll start with you. Um, it's always a body of work, right, for a, for a four-race series. When I'm announcing races, I don't think people think about this. Qualifying on pole is so crucial. Your pre-final results so crucial to win a championship. Last year, you were consistent. I don't think you won a race last year. This year, you were able to come in and do it again. Your third championship in the Scusa Winter Series. Uh, great way to start off the new season. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's it's a good way to start the season. Uh, I would have liked to have won a race. We did win the first round other than the, the drop sure. down. So yeah. we, we crossed the line first. first so yeah. I wouldn't say we didn't win anything. That's true. But, I can, I can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it comes down to the, the pre-finals and the finals. Uh, you know, it, the, the last round, I knew Arius and I were, you know, pretty, pretty close in the championship and Aaron Benoit had a good lead and so did Sebastian Montoya. And so I knew that, you know, we had to. Get, I had to get in there and just finish strong, consistently in front of these guys as much as I could. And so, you know, you look at Sunday. I mean, on Saturday, Arius and I. You know, I won. I qualified pull, won the pre-final, and then in the final, he beat me. But we ended up tying in points because you know because of the pre-final and the fast lap and everything. So in the end, I, I had a slight advantage on him going into that day, and I kept that slight advantage all the way to the end of the of the week, and it was just because of pre-final wins and polls. You know, you're a veteran driver. You've got four championships on the Pro Tour. Uh, you've been with her also performance for, for a couple of years right now. When you come into a weekend like this where you're battling for a championship, do you have the nerves still, or is it really just a game plan that you put out and say, hey, this is what I got to do. There's six sessions that I can score points on. This is what I got to get done. I somewhat, you know, I've done it enough to know that like you have a game plan. It's out the window after the first session. So <laughs> I, I stopped worrying about, you know, like, Oh, if I finish here, he finishes there. Okay. I just kind of, at this point, I'm just going and going as hard as I can every race to try and get up front. I do know though, you know, like in the back of your head, I am keeping it like, okay, let, it's, it would be better 
to finish second here and just tie with him on points than to risk it, get a penalty, and drop down to like sixth. You know, like it, th- that part goes through your head. But yeah. as far as like game plan of like, oh, I need to finish in front of him by three – if you just win the races and finish up front, normally you've got a great shot the at championship it. championship takes care of itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's as far as you can go. That that was something that was something I said in a debrief that's playing on ECAN Radio Network right now was that it was I wasn't at the first weekend, so I only saw what you did Saturday and Sunday. And it looked like the Ryan Norberg of 2019, where you were going out there to win every single session, as you said. And so was that kind of that's why I think the question was, was that the mentality was just to go out and boom, get as much points as you possibly can and kind of see where the places fall. But in the main events, it kind of did look like you were kind of measuring up, okay, where do I need to be kind of kind of once you get to the main event? Yeah, I, there's truth to both of that. You know, I'm tired of losing. <laughs> Last year was enough, and I really didn't like that I didn't win a race at the Pro Tour or win a race at the Winter Series. That, like, that really upset me. And then the fact that I lost another one that I crossed the line first at the first round really upset me. So there's a part of me wanting it really, really bad and wanting to be up front. That's like, like you said, every session I was trying to go out there and just dominate as hard as I could. But in the end, in the finals, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, the championship side, that's like, take a breath and just be smart. You know, like it's better just to play it smart here. Like, even though I won it and I'm sweating so hard to catch the guys in front of me, there's a part of me that's like, you'll be all right. It's better to win the championship than to just crash and throw it all away. Like, come on with something. This both both the question then. If you win a championship without scoring a race win, how much does that affect the way you look at that championship? You know, obviously you need to have consistency to win a championship. They always say this. And I don't care what yeah. series you're in, IndyCar, NASCAR, Formula One, you have to have consistency. If you don't win a race, does it does it bother you that much? Even when you have the- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's very, very frustrating because there's a part of I don't know, in the in the paddock driver to driver you look down on the guys that win championships without winning races because it's right. always like you're like i mean you did it but like you know there's i don't know as a driver i've always had it not an issue with people that win championships that way it's just always like you know that everybody's not looking at you as somebody that won the race like you, you just won the championship and well, people hold on. the guy beside you there did the same thing don't be don't be beaten on chase. No, no, i'm not trying to chase <laughs> chase did win a race too you know chase crossed the line first he too. won I, a race That's he a won a race he crossed the line first too. So like, I, I I'm sure he can ex- like, I mean, right. Chase, yeah, there's a just, little bit of like, you want to have like the a win in the cup. Yeah. Win. yeah. You like, want to stand on top of the podium at the yeah, end of the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah you want to let people know that like I won the championship because I went, Yeah, I did it. Not because you just were consistent, but you'll, I, you, I, you have to be consistent. Yeah. That's it. I, I can back up that feeling because once uh, chase came across the line as the winner, and was intact. He kept the helmet on because you knew because he knew he had that pushback bumper penalty. So you could see it in his eyes that he was upset that he didn't win the victor, win the race. But you know, obviously, he's a little bit smiley now that uh, <laughs> that uh, he has the championship in hand. So I can I can back that up. So let's set up Chase now. We, we've talked to Ryan. We'll go to Chase uh, and Chase. We'll talk a little bit about this as well. Obviously, one of the cool things is this was really was your first national program, national series. You've been running in Nor- NorCal with your dad. You guys said, "Hey, listen, we're going to go national racing in 2021." You come to the the uh, uh, the Winter Series with Rawls and Performance Group out of the gate strong in January, qualify on pole. You know, uh, a little bit of trouble start got shuffled back, but you, sh- you showed really well in January. 
you end up coming back, and David can attest to this, what you did in February. Some, again, really strong runs to win this championship. Let me Before we talk about the championship, let's just talk about your first experience national-level racing. How much of a difference was it running in NorCal to running at this level the Scusa Winter Series? Yeah, it's definitely a totally different style of driving compared to, like, Northern California. Okay. The the start, everyone def- defends, blocks the inside on the first couple laps. And I wasn't used to that in the, the first couple <laughs> rounds, so I yep. was just letting, letting them down the inside and had to fight back to get my podiums. But by the end, by the last round and by the end of the race, I realized that I needed to start defending. So it was a lot better when you start defending and not have to have people pass you and pass them right back. Well, I know your dad was probably chirping in your ear a little bit about that, but what about the guy beside you? Was Ryan trying to give you some coaching saying, hey, man, you cannot <laughs> let the door be open like that? I mean, yeah, everyone at RPG is always there. They just know what to do. So you have to, like, you've got four people after the session telling yeah. you, next time you just, just got to defend. And I wouldn't bit. say it was necessarily me. It's more Luke Selican is the – like I do data with the seniors yep. plus and Luke kind of does the, the minis at KAs, you know? And so Luke, Luke is a much harder coach than I am. <laughs> and really? so like, I, yeah, yeah, I don't want Luke as my coach. He's so hard on these kids and Chase <laughs> takes it. Well, I mean, he's got his dad. So his dad's in his ear as well. Yep. But like, yeah, Chase, Chase takes it like a veteran, but like, yeah, Luke's a hard coach. Like it's, wow, he's, right. he, he's hard on these kids. Okay. He's, he's a Raleigh. He's a Raleigh junior. Yes, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Chase, let's let's talk about uh, coming in with the team when you when you first joined Rawlson Performance Group. You know, against you and your dad in NorCal, but you end up coming and being part of this monster team, which has been such a powerhouse for the last number of years. Easily one of the best teams in the country. What was that like? What was it like getting underneath that tent with so many guys? You've probably been watching over the last couple of years run nationally. Yeah, I you definitely overwhelmed at first, and then now I'm starting to get used to it. Like. You're, you know where stuff is. You yeah. don't have to ask where to get much. Like just, just all the basics, right? Yeah. Like yeah. So, uh, so let's talk about this now. You, you end up. How, how much different did you feel from the first weekend to the second weekend? You come into the first weekend of January at Homestead, your first national weekend. You did really well. You, know, you had a pull couple the pole positions. Good speed. But then you get that month, you had you raced rock, but you get that month to come back to do it again at Homestead. How much different were you as a young driver from those two races? I definitely learned a lot of the like the driving style. Like I said, it's I knew I coming into the rounds three and four, I had to do a lot of stuff differently than I did in the first couple rounds. But as and after rock, like I continue to keep on learning like the style of national level racing. Yeah. Dave, what's um? You were the only junior driver under the tent all weekend long. I think both weekends to begin with. Were you kind of working with the K senior drivers a little bit to kind of help with uh, with setup and and, and kind of track conditions and kind of measuring uh, what they're doing and kind of kind of help you with uh, with your setup and and kind of racecraft a little bit. Yeah, since K seniors, not too much different. Same tire, not they're just a little bit faster. Like in the final on. The round four, I was only a tenth off the K senior time, in the, so yeah, you definitely we go on on practice times like yeah practice sessions we go on new tires at the same time, they go up before me and say 
if they we can tell if the track's greasy or not, like getting greasy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ryan, let's talk about the start of the year. Uh, obviously, this past weekend, one win for Augustus Toniolo for RPG. I think you were six podiums and nine uh, top fives overall from everybody in the tent. There's a lot of guys that showed good speed. How are you feeling in terms of the momentum and confidence within the, you know, we don't have Mike on on this on here, but for mm-hmm. you as kind of the team leader, how do you feel that the momentum and atmosphere is with Rawlison's group uh, for this year? It's good. It's strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year there was a bit of a lull at the, at the, at the pro tour, even though, you know, we won, um, we won the X30 championship um, as a team. I think everybody, because it was such a difficult week, and such a just it was constant Three. racing all the time oh my gosh it was constant so everybody was just like really worn out and mm-hmm. so by the end of the year everybody was exhausted and so to come back and to out the gate i mean before the penalties on on sunday it was toniola won and then chase won yeah. and then nolan allison was racing for the lead like and it was finished second he was on the podium it was i mean it, it was a good feeling everybody was in I mean, it was nice to be over the over the like fence cheering every session and that yeah. that's something that like when everybody's involved and everybody's just like in it for each other it's a it's it's contagious and everybody starts just the, the atmosphere is so much higher and so much better in the in the tent and it's i'm really looking forward to the rest of the season um this week you know it's the same thing you know we're going to this week head held high you know we're excited with the new shifter drivers we got austin garrison you know he's racing shifter it's okay. so this is really exciting you know bringing him back to his home track and yeah. you know it is, it, we're, we're all we're all on you know we're all on all on it this week you know we're ready That's for awesome. it we pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break stay tuned for more here on the ekn radio network All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpre chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xfree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so kart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. The Supercarts USA Winter Series is now complete and our racers are ready. It's time for the 12th edition of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, the sport's only coast-to-coast national championship series. Come challenge yourself against the best of the best and take your shot at the coveted number one plate. The 2021 Scusa Pro Tour kicks off on the March 26th to 28th weekend at NOLA Motorsports in New Orleans with the fourth edition of the Winter Nationals. 
Last year's event was cut short by the COVID-19 pandemic, and we're excited to get back to Louisiana to take care of unfinished business. This year's Spring Nationals will take SCUSA's drivers and teams to the Utah Motorsports Campus on May 21 to 23 at the popular facility located just outside of Salt Lake City. Newcastle Motorsports Park will again play host to the Pro Tour Finale, the 12th running of the SCUSA Summer Nationals on August 13th to 15th. Registration for the Winter Nationals is now open, so head to motorsportreg.com and lock in your spot on the NOLA grid. We will see you there. Are you ready to make the jump from karting to race cars? Then check out the top-rated Allenberg Racing Schools at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in Monterey, California, led by former Formula One World Championship driver Alan Berg. Whether you're starting a racing career, looking for a new adventure, honing your driving skills, or seeking an unforgettable experience driving the world-famous corkscrew, our team of professional coaches and proven curriculum will provide you with everything you need to drive our race cars to the limit. Programs in 2021 include one-day, two-day, and three-day schools. Successful graduates earn their certification to apply for a SCCA racing license. For schedules and more information, check out our website, allenbergracingschools.com, or call us at 888-722-3220. Custom group and corporate programs also available. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. You, as you kind of talked about, you know, everybody's kind of on board with everybody else, but you know, especially in the X30 category, there's, you know, almost at one time, I think seven or eight drivers, I think last year, all in all from the RPG tent. I think this weekend there were only four. Um, when you kind of go about setups, is everybody kind of working together in terms of following the same setup or are there certain drivers that uh, kind of you have to veer off and, and they kind of do their own thing because that's their kind of driving style. It, it, it's, it's different. We all talk, you know, that's the big thing is what we're all talking. But for example, like Bryson Morris, to me, our setups are different. Bryson j loves this, like just stock, like he'll go out stock and just be fast. And I, you know, I, I'm normally pretty quick on the standard cart, but I, I'll have to work on it. And Hannah's the opposite. You know, Hannah likes, likes a lot of front and their go-kart. So it's like, we'll talk to each other and like, Oh, you like those rims. I didn't like those rims. What did you oh, do? Okay. Did you like it? But it's more like, you know, we, we have a baseline um, normally. And then you'll see like a different from bar, some more caster, less caster, something on kind of each go-kart. And I mean, when you have like seven guys, like we did at, at Newcastle and for Vegas, I mean, it's hard to get seven guys to run the same setup. It just doesn't work. It's, you won't find that in any form of racing, seven different guys on the exact same setup and all like it. You know, it's it, we have tall guys, short guys. You know, it's, it's just the way it is. So when you're, when you're pouring over the data then as a team, obviously that's one of the big things to have more data. When you're pouring over the data and looking at the video, is it, is it more you guys all looking at ways to get through a corner quicker as opposed to how to handle a chassis? Yeah. Yes. And no. I mean, a lot of it comes down, you know, when you do data, it's sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I, I can break later here. I see that, you know, 
I'm breaking later than you there. So let's, I could try to break later, but a lot of it is kind of like what you're talking about is, is working on the chassis. I go into a lot of the data with, that I do with the drivers with the assumption that they're driving as hard as they can. You know, there's sometimes where I'm like, yeah, you could, you could break later there. But my assumption is that they are trying to break as late as they can yeah. Yeah. and they cannot. So I always go in with it as like, what can we do to help make you more comfortable so that you can break to where I'm breaking or I can yeah, break right. where Hannah's breaking. I like that. All right. Let's, uh, let's kind of change this right now. What are we at? We're like about 17 minutes into this. Let's change this uh, and move to Ocala. For those of you uh, who are watching right now, or maybe once we turn this to a podcast or listening, we're talking with, uh, with Ryan Norberg and Chase Hand from Rawlson Performance Group coming off a couple of championships an X30 senior and KA 100 junior respectively at the Scusa winter series. You guys are already trackside. You've got two sessions already in you're at Ocala right now uh, for the rock cup, Florida winter tour. Uh, what are we looking at for the rest of today? And what are your thoughts, uh, expectations for this coming weekend? Right, well, we got, you. yeah, we got a, two more sessions today. So obviously, you know, just kind of testing stuff out. It's still Wednesday though. So, I mean, there's not much to test and it's Ocala. So there's only seven corners. So it's, <laughs> you can only do so much here. Uh, but yeah, just get some laps in. You know, we were here earlier. Chase can probably talk about it a little bit, but we were here a few months ago testing and, yep. and driving the other direction. Uh, that was Chase's, one of his first experiences yeah, with the team as well. So it was, you know, that was where he got to learn the track and learn everything. So yeah, we did, we did a lot then and you know, it's, it's on today to practice and get it all tuned together. Okay. Before we go to Chase first, uh, this is a new tire though at Ocala. You guys have never run this tire at Ocala. I don't think you t even tested with it. Did you? I've done some coaching with um, Rob Meyer. He's our master driver. So I, yeah. I've done it at, what is it? What's the master's weight? 395 or something? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, around there. That's, that's the testing. Of, yeah, I've done the testing at 400 pounds. So it doesn't stop as good as it did in no. the senior. But yeah, so I've done some testing if, if that counts. So it's, so really today and tomorrow are learning what the tire is going to be doing at, at Ocala because obviously temporary circuit that you guys were at last week, last uh, month, it's a little different, obviously, because grip level comes and comes as the weekend goes along where Ocala is kind of the same throughout the day, unless it rains and then it's a little different. Yeah. yeah. The, the biggest deal is, you know, I don't know if you saw at the, at the rock race, but the, the marbles that came off were super fine and it was like shredding the tires, like strangely. Um, it wasn't like the normal chunks that come off the tire and the Bridgestones, obviously they were having the delamination. So there, there are chunks that weren't part of just the regular marbles that came up. But uh, that, that's something that everybody here is looking for because, you know, the track at Pompano didn't really rubber up, but it was, it was more like, is this just because it's a temp circuit and temp circuits don't rubber up or is this tire, you know, this is the first race we're actually at a real racetrack. So a racetrack. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, this is where we're going to learn. Does this tire rubber up? Does this, do we, do we get grip from this at the end of the week or is it just kind of start at one pace and we'll kind of stay there and it might get a little grippier, you know, like it was at, at Pompano. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Chase, let's go to you now. Uh, it'll be your first race weekend at uh, at Ocala. Uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, let's let's just talk about the racetrack itself. I, I told you before we came on, I, I got a chance to race it back in, I think, 2002, and I did like one race uh, in the Winter Series, I think, in 2008 as well in a four-cycle. What, what are your thoughts on Ocala? Yeah, it's fairly simple, just a couple of corners. And, uh, yeah, it's fairly technical track couple hairpins yep. and yeah it's you just gotta keep your hands calm 
It's Can't good to eat. keep you busy too, because you got so many drivers. That's the one thing Ryan had mentioned, right? It's it's uh, it stacks together the group a lot, Ryan, and I'm sure I'm sure you guys are dialing Chase in on that to be ready for some pretty close racing. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Um, the the best part, you know, Chase did a good job on our test weekend when we were here. We put in a a ton of laps. I mean, it's so easy to do thirty lap sessions here. So when we were here, we put in hundreds, and we probably did two hundred laps in a day. So Chase knows his way around here it's burned into his head so he should be he shouldn't have any difficulties you know getting around the racetrack but for sure i mean he hasn't got a chance to race these guys and it's going to be an eye-opener when you see how close the racing is and how you will never pull away and how it's it's almost always going to be somebody's right on your bump for every single corner okay you have do you have a favorite section chase of uh ocala i know some people like the turn or the tree corner some people like just the fast section what's what's your favorite section the tree corner is definitely my favorite corner. You just carry a lot of speed in, like as much as you can. Try and go th- throttle. This direction, you're trying to go throttle. You're trying to carry as much speed in. And the other direction, you were trying to carry speed out because it yeah. was a straightaway exiting. But this way, it's a straightaway entering. So, yeah, tree corner is my favorite corner. And the showcase corner, mm-hmm. closest to the... Exiting and I like track. that corner too. I yeah, like that corner. it's the best on the track. You, you can just rip it, right? Yeah. What's yeah. Uh, which way are you guys actually going in, in this this weekend? Uh, clockwise. Clockwise. Yeah. Clockwise. Okay, so yeah. down, back towards, then the big sweep. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I've never. I don't think. I mean, I, you can probably talk more about this than I can. But I, as far as I know, I've never raced a national race that direction. I haven't either. I don't think I've been there for a national race in that direction. I've like local stuff. I've driven it this way, but I don't think there's ever been then since the Florida winter, since I've driven the floor, driven the Florida winter, there's never been a race this direction. I want to, I want to say there had to, I think there had to have been a Florida winter tour or some kind of rock race, or maybe even was Rotax. That'd have been Rotax. Uh, Because, uh, because I, I, and and probably Cody has photos. Cody Schindel probably has photos. I recall, I recall carts going that way, but, uh, I've never been there personally to see carts go that yeah. way. So it, uh, it does, it, I'm, I'm kind of tossed on which direction I would rather go, but I, I like the normal, uh, counterclockwise direction m- myself. Too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. This way is a, is a bit different in the passing zones. It's a lot tighter that you yeah. can, you can run a much tighter line. I'm it really interested to see how the shifters get around here. Oh, follow true. the leader that's yes. true. Especially, yeah. especially coming all the way down that straightaway into the into the showcase yeah. corner just ripping fast. it that, yeah it'll fast. be fast all right so here's let's let's cap off with this ryan we know that you're going to go with confidence you got four pro tour championships you're going to go for you're going to be trying to be five time this year you got three winter series championships you literally won seven championships in scusa competition in the last what five years which is crazy Chase, let's come to you. Your first ever national uh, national level race, level series, the winter series. You win the championship. Do you have a lot of confidence right now going into this weekend? And how do you feel going into the Pro Tour when we get started uh, at uh, NOLA Motorsports in in March? Yeah, this championship, this rock championship is uh, it's pretty tight. We're not leading, I don't believe, coming into this weekend. But into pro tour if we run x30 we might run x30 depending on how many k juniors there are yeah. but it'll definitely be a, a stacked field if we run x30 i love it man well listen congratulations on your championship it was fun watching your race i got a chance to watch you in january david of course was there to watch you get that uh, that title in the books in february ryan what about you uh fifth championship this year what do you think always man 
That's, that's, <laughs> always, that's, that's always the plan. You know, I, that last year was frustrating. So I, I'm not doing that again. You got you to gotta admit, it was probably a difficult, as you were talking about, being the team together was probably there for almost a month, you know, because you guys were there testing and doing other things. And so you, you, I think everybody admits that that pro tour was probably one of the toughest programs to ever be a part of, not to mention having three rounds of racing per weekend, let alone two. And it, also, it, also, it also played that if one driver had the hot hand, you were going to be able to ride the, run the streak, right? That was it, on the table. Yeah, it's that's how it always is, but... It, it didn't help that I kept messing up and qualifying. My, I think my average qualifying was like 15th. So like I was finishing on the podium from like 22nd in qualifying, which is really good, but you eat your tires up getting there. So it was always like every day was like, you start off the day with getting punched in the face by starting. <laughs> well, listen guys, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know that uh, you guys are back on track pretty soon, about 15 or 20 minutes, uh, the lunch break at Ocala. We do appreciate you joining us. Uh, Ryan mm-hmm. Chase, thanks, guys. Uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for Thank having us, man. Uh, there they are, folks. Chase Hand and Ryan Norberg, the two champions for Rawlison Performance Group from this year's Scusa Winter Series. Three championships down there at Homestead for Ryan. And, uh, hey, David, I think Chase Hand will be a, uh, a second-generation driver that we're going to see win some races here in uh, in 2021. Yeah, it's it's good to see him move the transition quickly to uh, national racing and get that first championship under his belt. Uh, again, another one, you know, we talk about moving up quick. Uh, you know, this is a driver who took his time, you know, raced a lot of regional racing, got set, got settled in. They they kept coming to Supernat saying, yeah, we're going to come next year. And they waited. <laughs> That's right. And they waited and they were going to race it this past year, but didn't. And uh, he's finally now made his move up into uh into uh, the national level scene. So it'll be exciting to watch him progress throughout the year. Well, it's interesting too, because, you know, we talk a lot about how the the parents are there and we talked before we came on air about parents wanting to move their drivers up very quickly. You know, when they're in Mike, try to move them from micro to mini as soon as you can from mini to junior as soon as you can. And, you know, you and I are of the same thought and Ryan and I, the three of us talked about it as well, that it's better to let your, your kid, your driver, stay longer in the class they're in so they learn how to win races. They learn how to battle for championships. And maybe that comes with either the, the competitive nature of a, of a parent or on the other side, uh, for a guy like Joey Hand, he probably understands, he, I want my kid to develop and learn how to win. I think that's one of the big things. Well, he understands the motorsports game. Uh, in all honesty, you know, he understands it's not who gets there the quickest, it's who's going to be there the longest. And he's he's among those drivers who have been at the professional level for a lot of years. You know, Michael Valiante is another one, a Michael yeah. McDowell. Uh, yeah. You know, he's been he's been he's been at that professional level a long time. So it's not a race to get there. It's it's who's going to be there the longest and who's going to have that the more successful career. So I think, you know, it helps having having a, a father who's been in the business and understands it a little bit better. And let's, let's, let's not forget about Chase's mom too. Cause Natalie used to race as well, right? She was a carter as well. They're both kart racers. So they're both racing family. They both know what's going on. Obviously great DNA for Chase, but I like the fact that uh, they, they kept him at the regional level and then brought him up and gave him the opportunity to go racing. <laughs> Natalie there. That's it. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. So yeah, cool that uh, that he's come up to national level racing and and did his time at the regional level and then made the right call to come with the Rawlson Performance Group where they can really kind of focus on his skills. And hey, who knew that Luke Selkin was such a badass coach or at least a, <laughs> such a hard coach? A hard ass, a hard ass. I think he's a. He, we already knew he's a badass, but now he's a hard ass too. Well, let's be real. He came up through the Rawlson Performance Group uh, family, right? And it's pretty 
pretty intense under that paddock, so uh, that tent rather. So I don't think it should be any shock that uh, he falls in the footsteps of Mike Rollison at all. No, you, I, you know, I'm, I'm the similar way with basketball. I kind of, kind of follow what what my coach did back in the day, and so now, yeah, it, I, I understand. Well, you, you were coached a certain way. You kind of coach other people that so way true. too. Yeah, that's it, man. You're used to it. Uh, well, listen, great opportunity for us to talk to the winners of this past weekend's Scusa Winter Series. David, you had a chance to see it full, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, in person. The next time we do this is going to be, what, probably a couple of weeks Two from weeks. now, right? Yeah, Two a couple weeks. of weeks. Yeah, so David will be heading out to the Challenge of the Americas race, the second rounds uh, at Fontana at Cal Speed Karting. And then we'll do it again after the USPKS opener at uh, at Ocala as well. But, yeah, Dave, your next race heading uh, – Heading out to, uh, to, to uh, what do you call it, California. Back out to California. Fontucky. Fon that's as going to be a like, big race. Should be a record breaker. And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe we'll talk to some different people because maybe we'll have some different winners that weekend. Yep. Again, it's only the middle stop of the championship chase, so we'll probably talk to some winners rather than like what we did here with the with two champions in, uh, in Ryan Norberg and Chase Hand. But, uh, yeah, it should be an exciting weekend, two weeks uh, less than two weeks now uh, before next weekend, actually, before we head yeah, down to uh, keep forgetting this weekend, but next weekend, yeah, yeah next weekend. Yeah. You're leaving, be, a, you're leaving a week, dude. You're back on the plane in a week and a day. Yeah. 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 It's going to be, yeah. Everything's busy until April. That's for oh sure. My God. Flat out guys. Flat out. Hey, listen, uh, those of you in EK nation, thanks for tuning in here on the YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber yet, uh, make sure you subscribe, hit that like button. We do appreciate it. If you're a, a podcast fan, don't worry. We'll turn this into a podcast as well. It will be available on the EKN Radio Network and all the podcast platforms. David will get that dialed in as well. But you can always come to the YouTube page, our YouTube channel, for all the content that we're putting out here as well. And again, as David said, we're so busy rolling out. We'll have the outlap for the Challenge of the Americas race. We'll probably record that next Tuesday or Wednesday. Tuesday. And to get you dialed in for uh, for the, the event there. Tim Chapman will be on the PA on that one. I'm not making the trip. Uh, to Fontana. But Dave, otherwise that cap things off. Any other thoughts? I will probably buy an In-N-Out burger, <laughs> take a picture of it, and throw it in the trash just for you. You will not do that. You <laughs> couldn't won't. do it. I can't waste that food. You can't on, do no. it. You can't no. do it. All right, folks, we're going to cap things off here from face to face. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we wrap up, David Cole, happy birthday. <laughs>